Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! You're locked in to the hottest station on the planet. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summit Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! Radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. It is. It is. It is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice. This is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, Are you ready to walk? Let's go. You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. The Psalmist Voice, reloading right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? This your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go!
Like our page on Facebook at TPV Radio. Like the page. Follow the page. You can watch us live right now or hear us live right now on TPV Virtual. You can also listen to us live on our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can listen to us right there as well. We are streaming live from Block Talk Radio. We are streaming from Anchor. We are streaming from iTunes. Wherever you are, you can get us right now. So we got somebody else. Somebody else just uh, rung the doorbell, Brother Don. So let me see who's in the building. What good chaplain? Praising my brothers. Praising my brothers. Just running out of service and wanted to get on the line and fellowship today. God is good. Let's see what's cooking in the kitchen this day, little brother. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover. So let me go ahead and just get to the meat and potatoes. But first, we got to give our bipolar state of Texas yeah, weather. So today, we're at 72 degrees. Cloudy. Yeah, 72. But we thank God for it because last week, we was in a winter storm and everything was frozen, iced over, couldn't even get out the house, all the craziness. And I tried to be, uh, uh, you know, tried to be Mr. Shovel of Snow, my wife and I were trying to get it in, and my body just couldn't take it, y'all. I was out of there. So by last Sunday, I was so worn out, I couldn't even wake up. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> Brother Todd, how is it in your neck of the woods? Hey, man. You know, my heart goes out to everyone that, that had to endure that. Um, I know it was tough. You know, we, we all had to, had to make some sacrifices, and, and, you know, it's always tough dealing with it. But winter is not over, but it took a break on us. It is right now 75 degrees. Man, it's been a long time. I've been waiting for this for a long time, so... Yeah, you're right. Last week this time it was in the 30s. Now we're at 75. Just sun is out. True, pretty day. If you're down on the Gulf Coast, it's a great day to get out on the beach, go fishing, do whatever you got to do. That's where we stand right now at 75 degrees. Amen. Amen. Well, I already know Chaplin. He lives in the same state. He's a couple hours away from me, and I know his weather is probably not as different as mine, but we still want to know. So, Chaplin, how is it out there in Dallas? Well, right now it's overcast and uh, it's, uh, I think a 40% chance of rain and thunderstorms, but it's about 70 degrees. So, um, yeah. yeah, we welcome it, brother. <laughs> we welcome it. Oh, yeah. From the deep freeze of last week, I will take this overcast any day. But I thank God for what happened, you know, in the state. It brought a lot of people together. And, of course, y'all know Texas is still recovering from the winter storm. Power grid's all crazy. Everybody's electric bill's going to be crazy. It's just straight bananas. 
but our water supplies are starting to get normal. The boil ban for here in Central Texas have been lifted. We thank God for that. So we're good. Water's slowly coming in. But y'all notice the increase of water. See, we we get the bottled water from the store. Now, we normally pay about about three fifty for a case, right? Now, we're paying about almost $5 to $6 a case, depending on where you are. So my best suggestion to you is buy a water filter, put it in on your faucet or sink, get one of those big giant jugs we used to get when we were young. I, don't, I know a lot of y'all don't know about that, but we used to put our Kool-Aid in. It's those little round ones, right? So what you what you do, <laughs> just fill up your water. <laughs> just fill up your water with the filtered water from the – you can get a uh, – I forgot what you call it uh, – puree. Put it on the sink. You can get it filtered water right then and there. It's free. It don't have to cost you nothing. All you'll pay for is the filter, and it'll last you at least 30 to 45 days. Just saying. That's the cheapest way to go. Just a suggestion. Just saying. But anyway, you, you know we don't get into politics and all that stuff. Just lift our nation and its leaders in your prayers. Transition has happened, as you already know. So just continue to keep your leaders uplifted in your prayers. Now, here's the exciting part, gentlemen. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has again been considered for the 2021 Stellar Award and the 2021 Spin Awards. I just found out yesterday. Hallelujah. Just saying. So yeah. I'm excited Amen. because if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for the ministry staff here at TPV Radio, it's, it wasn't a me effort. It was a family affair. And all of us have done what God has told us to do. And we're going into the new season, new shows, things are coming up. We got TPV Virtual working now. We're doing things. Slowly and let God lead us. I'm not saying that I'm doing anything. I'm just a vessel that He's using, and I thank God for the family to help us get to another nomination. I am totally humbled and honored for that. More detail. Do more details to come. Just go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, for more details on the Stellars. And on the spins, when voting is going to start, all that stuff. Or you can go to our Facebook page at TPV Radio, like the page, follow the page, and stay up to date. We will give you the information very, very soon. So I had to get that out of my chest, y'all. It, I mean, I had an exciting week. This was a very exciting week. You know, things are happening. TPV uh, Enterprises, we're starting to get clients now after Four years, you know, I'm just excited, man. I just thank God for what he's doing, opening up doors and allowing people to be led to our ministry, you know, because we do a lot here. We don't just preach, you know. We make sure a lot of people are are taken care of as far as the media-wise and all that stuff. So if you need your website done, if you need promo packages done, you can come right here to TPV Radio just leave me an email, tpvradio2020 at gmail.com, or just give me 
a call, 512-564-9346 for more details, and we'll schedule you in, and we'll get you hooked up. Just saying. But anyway, we got a lot to cover, gentlemen, and I don't want to keep running my mouth, but of course, let me get the shout-outs out the way, because they are due. Gotta give a shout-out to the First Lady over here at TPB Radio. My beautiful, lovely queen, Shanice Newton, God bless you for what you do for the ministry. She's got a lot of things going on on her own. We're just doing a lot of things, man, and we're just, we're just giving God praise for the open door season. Yeah, I know it's a cliche. I know it's a song that's out, but I'm just saying it's the truth. You know, God is opening up doors, and just like they say, I told Brother Don this last, last year, I'm just humbled and honored for the open door. Now, it's an honor to be recognized yeah. as a team, as a ministry, but I just thank God for the open door. I'm humbled enough to know that we are finally being the little blip on the map, but our main focus is to make sure people get fed correctly and understand that we are more powerful than just getting Yo, name it and claim it Just getting your stuff You're more than that You're a soldier And we gotta prepare as soldiers Just saying But anyway Shout out goes out to my kids CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane Daddy loves you all to pieces And I love you The radio family For keeping us going We are about to hit 7,500 people on face on Facebook, that is crazy. We were just at thirty five hundred a couple of months ago, brother Don. That's just ridiculous. Mm. But I thank God for what's happening. God is doing something, and I'm getting out the way, gentlemen. Just saying. So anyway, my shout outs are out the way. So brother Don, you go ahead with your shout out, and then we got the chaplain, and then we gonna eat. Amen, amen, man. I, with all that, man, I gotta give a shout out to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, because He made all of that possible. You know, just amen. me coming into the TV family, and you know, you and First Lady Nisi following the vision. So it's all because of Him. You know, and so I gotta give Him a shout amen. out because without Him, none of this would be possible. And I got to give a shout out to my amazing wife. You know, she is my sounding board. She's the one God gave me to keep me on the straight and narrow family. So, and she does an excellent job, and I got to give a shout out to her. And I want to give a shout out to TPP Ministries, you know, for all that they're doing, the hard work, you know, because all of what you heard there just a minute ago, there was some work behind that, you know. And I know Psalmist is a very humble gentleman, but God has graced him with the vision and the and the, and the wherewithal to keep working diligently to make today even possible coming to you on here Reloaded. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, for tuning in, you know, it's because of uh, what God is doing in your lives that makes all this possible. And we're just so thankful and gracious just to be a part of your growth here. So you deserve a shout-out, family. We love you, and we will continually come before you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Chaplain, you have flow. Amen. Amen. God bless, man. Just this glory to God, man. Just 
coming from service, just the saints, what God is doing in our hearts, ministry, um, preparing us for his coming. Thank God for Jesus Christ and his mercy and his, and his grace and his love for us in spite of what we don't do right. Uh, his love changes us. Thank God for you, my brother, Pastor Chris, your wife, your kids. You know, the, the anointing just cover your children um, in the name of Jesus to um, be conscious of the gospel of Jesus Christ and cover them. So I thank God for you and your diligence to do it God's way. And when you do that, there's going to be persecution. So thank God for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so oh, yeah. uh, and I thank God for my, my kids, my seven kids that came to buy us. Benjamin, Judah, uh, Zachariah, and Carl, the neighbor. Thank God for them and all that God is doing in their lives to reach their generation. And the body of Christ, man, and um, precious people on the planet Earth. God bless all the saints. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, family, we we have a lot to give God praise for. And, you know, you hear this all the time, and it's always cliched and all that, but... I mean, we truly thank God for what he's doing because I'm telling you, we've been attacked since day one. Brother Don can attest to this. We have gone through so much just to stay on the air year in and year out. And then God just throws another monkey wrench and stuff, and then we are able to continue to keep going. We are continue to stay focused on what God has for us. And then I continue to die to Chris because a lot of times we get in our feelings, gentlemen, and I want to do this. I'm the man and I'm the man of God and all this stuff. And then God said, hush, let me talk to you. Let me do this. Stop getting in my way and let me lead you, son. And lo and behold, when I say, you know what? I'm tired, Dad. You got it. And God does things like this just to remind me that regardless of how I might personally feel, this thing's bigger than me. And I thank God for the men and women on TPV Radio that are selfless, that are that is willing to come on here and, and, and grow their own personal ministries, their respective ministries. And they come here. They sacrifice their time just to hang with your boy. They got other things they can do, but I thank God for them because as a family, we grow stronger. See, we, we do all this solo dolo ministry, but we don't come together. And that's the problem. We're only as strong together and we need to stop this ego nonsense and come together as ministries so we could be more effective in the kingdom of God. But that's not what we're talking about. So let me pump my brakes because I'm ready to rock. I got some rest. I'm ready to get it in, gentlemen. So everybody else, I think the familiar is listening. Some of them are still in service. If they come in, we definitely going to tap you in so you can listen to us live right now. Tell your family. Tell Mama and them. Tell Pookie. Tell JJ. Tell, tell Angela. Tell everybody that the Summer's Voice Reloaded is live with the familiar Minister Don and Chaplain. Oh, Captain Emmanuel in the building and then we got others coming so family I'm gonna stop because we about to get ready to eat we got some steak and again 
We will let you know when voting starts for both 2021 Stellar and the Spin Awards. They're on the same timeline this year. So y'all going to get bombarded with a lot of stuff with the Stellars and the Spins. But be patient with us, and we will definitely guide you to where you need to go to vote and all that stuff. But anywho, family, y'all know what time it is, right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? DPV Radio Family, are you ready to walk? Well... I'm ready to walk. Minister Stein. Chaplain. Y'all ready to get it in? Yes, sir. Ready, locked, and loaded. Let's get it. Well, let's get it. Let's go. But before we get into the ministry and the word, we like to bring the music. I wouldn't be the psalmist without music. Just saying. So we got some music on the table. We got one house worship. He always provides. We got Cavante Gavin with great and Titus Showers. We need you, Cold Front with Millenin, and many more. You are listening to the hottest, most controversial off the meat rack Christian radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Voice reloaded with the family. And when we come back, how can I have a relationship with God? When I can't keep one. Uh-oh. Yep. This is the last of the four-part series. So, family, get your Bibles, and when we come back, we're going to eat. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move a muscle. He always When I thought it was over When I thought I couldn't take another step God came in right on time And my declaration is He always provides I should have died in 2020 It should have took my life Sickness Depression, thoughts of suicide should have took my life. But my declaration is, he always provides. It doesn't look like it right now. It looks like I'm going to be homeless. It looks like I'm not going to find a way to pay my rent. But my declaration will not change. I say, he always provides. You just declared right there in the chat. All caps, everybody together. Come on. Declared right there. Come on, say, he make it through. There's no way. 
that we could recover the things we lost. There's no way we could have came back from it unless you provided. And we, we, we sing this song not just from a place of worship, God. We sing this from a place of our testimony. We realize how many things we went through, how many storms, the things that should have caused us to literally lose our minds. And we trusted you in the midst of the depression. Hallelujah. We trusted you in the midst of the low self-esteem. We trusted you in the midst of the bad breakup. We missed, we trusted you when they fired us from the job. We trusted you when they let us go after all the years we put in. We trusted you. And God, we're saying still, we're decreeing prophetically that God, if you've done it before, if you provided for us before, God, we know you can do it again. We got crazy faith. We we know that you're not a man that you alive. You say it is so. We believe it is so, God. We we speak in this room right now that you are not a man that you should lie. If you said that we're greater, then we shall be greater. If you said we shall be better, then we shall be better. If you said that we can grow from this and we can survive this, then God, we shall grow and we shall survive. Because you said it. Because you said it. We see it. It's in Jesus' name.
Show us the 
This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destinyland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Prayer is one of those critical things 
that we always bypass. I, I don't I don't know why. I mean, I'm just gonna put myself in the hat. You know, we 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 want to do things on what we've learned. We want to do things on just our own own wills or what we do, what we studied or schooling we have, but we never put concentration on prayer. See, we make prayer so complicated nowadays that it's simple. It's a conversation between you and God. See, we got so well actually, let me let me say this. We have the audacity to come to God in prayer having a list of stuff instead of coming to God just thanking him for the things he's done. We don't do that. We get so caught up on the stuff, we get so caught up on everything else that we lose sight on what prayer is from the beginning. We don't understand the relationship because again, like we've been talking about through this whole series, a lot of us don't know how to have a relationship or let alone keep one. I got the t-shirt, the hat, MP3 player, 8-track if you still got it. Um, a perfect example of that. But see, what I had to learn is that I had to get out the way. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. But I'm humble enough to say that if there's wisdom coming before me, I'm willing enough to hear it. I'm willing enough to, to see if it applies to my life, go back to the scriptures, go back to my prayer life with God and align it up and then take it and apply it to my life so I can be more effective in my current situation. See, we don't do that. See, knowing Jesus Christ, family, is the most exciting relationship you can enjoy. Uh-oh. It is the beginning of a life of adventure with all loving, all powerful God, right? If you have sincerely asked Christ to come into your life, you can be sure that your relationship with God is secure. As a result of Christ's death on the cross, the only sufficient provision for a relationship with God, you have to be completely forgiven and accepted by the bishop. Uh-oh. No. Um, by Brother Don. Wait, wait, wait. No. No. By the chaplain. Wait, wait a minute. No. Uh, by him. There are many exciting things that are true in our relationship with Christ. Understanding these truths will help us build a firm foundation on which to grow. Spending time reflecting on the questions asked, the answers that we have, we are going to challenge ourselves and you to ask the questions so God can give you the straight answer. So, number one, y'all know I like to do things in number ones, number twos, and steps. So, it's easy for us to remember. It's easy for me to remember. So, I'm just trying to give this method of memorization to you, family, because you know how I do. Because uh, I love y'all. So, number one, Christ gave your sins. Christ forgave your sins. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, Thomas. What are you talking about? Well, Christ gave your sins when he died on the cross. Uh-oh. 
also Christ in post Christianity today, Christ forgave our sins a long time ago. But see, we get caught up on always going to the altar, brother Don and Chaplain. We we are so conditioned to always go to the altar for the same stuff over and over and over again when Christ already died, bled, and paid for it. See, this is what we've been taught. But in actuality, Christ has already forgiven us. I'm going to get in trouble with that one, but it's okay. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of what sins, according with the riches of God's grace. Now, we said a couple of months back, we talked about the grace card. Well, the grace card has an unlimited uh, spending on it. It doesn't have a salary cap, but we can't just go ahead and just keep abusing it either. We have to understand that the things that we do in this body we, we call a shell, it is born and dipped and marinated in sin. Yeah, I said it. But the problem is we don't know how to apply the anti-venom that's going to keep us from doing it every single day. Why? Because we got pride issues. Uh-oh. We get in trouble with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement. But it's the truth. We have pride issues. We don't want to look in the mirror, gentlemen. We don't want to look at our own stuff and realize that we haven't arrived. We have to understand that this relationship with Christ is more than us. It's bigger than us. We have to understand it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. God has mercy on you right now. Your sins have been forgiven, but we're trapped in the sob story of always reverting back to the thing that keeps us from not being close to God. But in all actuality, gentlemen, it's already been forgiven. So my question to the family, Brother Don, we'll start with you. Why are we so preconditioned to always go to the altar, man, when Jesus is always forgiven our sins? You have the floor. Amen. You know, that that's a man, that's an amazing, amazing question, you know, because I see it more times than not that people are conditioned. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the altar. There there's certain things that we yeah. still have to put on the altar. But the thing is, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because I was just meditating on this last night, is a lot of times we don't know the Jesus that we're serving. You know, we got people that are still sitting at the foot of the cross when they should be in the throne room. You know, we serve the risen Christ, not the, the one that's being crucified, but the risen Christ. And once we understand that, we'll be get a better understanding of who we are. And I think that has a lot to do with it too, Psalmist family, is we don't understand truly who we are. We don't understand our inheritance. We don't understand what's been laid out for us. So if we don't understand that, we're going to get caught up with every wind of doctrine, whim of doctrine that tells us things that we need to do that's already been done for us. 
And I've been guilty of that myself, you know, until I got in the word and studied and seen who I am. You know, I'm 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 a world priesthood. You know, I'm 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 the son of the most high God. So taking that I can understand that he has forgiven me. But I have to be careful with that to un- and not get self righteous with it. But to know that I can come to him at any time when I have made transgressions to say, Lord, thank you. You know, rather than say forgive me, just say thank you for what you've done, the sacrifice you made, that I can come to you boldly in this time when I know that I've transgressed against you, that I'm already been forgiven. And, you know, once we approach it in that aspect, once we get that down, and it really goes back to identity, Psalmist, Chaplain, you know, to, to understand who we are and who we're serving. You know, and and once you get that in your family, you'll understand this forgiveness. You'll understand salvation. You know, and once you start to understand salvation, what was done for you, you will have a better approach to the things in your life. And, you know, like I said, I'm not disregarding the altar because the altar still has its place. But I don't think that it's it's like what we view it. I don't think it's the it's the view that we have um, about the altar, about forgiveness, about what Christ done for us. That teaching like this is going to bring it in perspective that people can can live. Because see, if you're always living under the aspect of I'm a I'm a poor sinner and I'll never get better and I'm just downtrodden and things will never work out for me. You'll never be able to live. You'll never be able to live the abundant life that he died for, for all of us. Not just us here today on the radio, but all humanity. He died that they can have abundant life. But you got to start knowing who you are. You got to start getting that identity. You got to know that Jesus is in you. He lives in you. John 17, one of my favorite, favorite uh, books in the Bible. I read it. As many times as I can And then you'll understand What he says and how he feels about you Amen Amen Chaplain Same question man Why do we gotta still keep going to the altar When Jesus already forgave us man You have the floor Wow Yeah he forgave us um, But there's a cross that we got to bear, and there's an altar. The altar, according to Levitical priesthood, mm-hmm. something has to die. Yeah. They brought the best animals without spot or blemish mm. as an atonement for sin and other ceremonial sacrifices. And God was pleased. In my church, 27 years experience, by the grace of God, almost 27 years now, people always come to the altar in service. The problem is nothing is dying. You got to present your body as a living sacrifice. But if you're bringing something that is a problem in your life, that is sin... You got to kill it or else it's going to become redundant. 
So there's no power in your coming to the altar. You got to come sincere contrition. You got to be willing to let it go. Or we're going to just keep doing it like it's a religious routine with no power. And that's what I believe in my heart. Because there has to be change. See, if you don't know the Spirit of God doesn't touch you, then you're just going to keep doing this routine ritual with no power, no change. And then you're going to fall into condemnation because you're still in the flesh. You're still doing what you want to do. You haven't really decided to give it up because you have to want to give it up. The Bible teaches us that we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. So once that happens, then you really embrace God's forgiveness because something is broken off of you, lift, up, lift off of you, and you're not in that cycle anymore, that bad cycle of condemnation and sin and flesh constantly. Once you have that breakthrough, I truly believe this because it happened to me and I know it happened to many others. You embrace his forgiveness. Or else it's just going to be a, a cesspool of failure, a cesspool of lasciviousness, lust, whatever that is. Because we have to know that God forgave us, but something has to happen in the heart for that to really take place in your life. Because once you really get touched by the Spirit of God, then you you receive his forgiveness. Life begins to change. You begin to walk in the spirit. Your mind is being renewed. You you feel lighter. You feel his grace. You feel his mercy. You feel his love. And we're not in this same cycle over and over and over again. That's my take on it, brother. Amen. Amen. See, see, we gotta trust Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, right? See, it took me a long time, gentlemen, because I was so used to just every little thing that I did that wasn't of God, I would run to the altar and always ask for forgiveness. Just like, you know, just like you do in, in, the, in, in the Catholic Church, you go to confession and you confess, right? So, if I know all my sins in present day has been forgiven already because of the death of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Why are we still living in the past instead of living in the future? See, we keep bringing back, and see, this is an old saying somebody told me a long time ago, gentlemen, about going to the altar. How we go to the altar, and about two seconds later, as soon as we leave it there, we want to run back up to the altar and pick it up. We got to leave it. See, we got to understand that God made it possible for our sins to be abolished, to be taken out. But see, again, it takes a personal relationship to understand and do a self-examination on yourself. Because honestly, there's not much I can do as a minister to deliver you from your sin. It takes you to make that decision 
to say, you know what? I am sick and tired of always coming up here to the altar about the same thing. It, it comes to a point that you have to make a choice. And we have this thing called free will. Why don't we use our free will wisely? Uh-oh, let me get in trouble with that one, too. Well, let me go to number two before we get totally cut off. Number two, Christ made you a child of his father or the child of God. Scripture reference John chapter 1, verse 12 through 13. It says, but as many as received him to give them, he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believe in his name, children not born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So, what did you do to become a child of God? Uh-oh. Yeah. What did you do? What did I do? I'll put myself on front street. Well, I really wasn't fully a child of God until I got serious. Let me explain. See, I've been ducking, dodging, running, swimming, backflipping, you name it, I did it. I've been running from the call of God for half my life. I'm not saying this to you to give me a medal or give you an excuse to continue to run from your call. What I am saying is that sometimes we need to understand when we put things in life and we put it in motion and it's not of God, we have to read what we sow, right? Now, God is so merciful to us that he'll keep us through the mess we made. So when we become a child of God, what did it for me? And I'm going to be quite honest. What did it for me is when I was laying in that hospital bed and I had nothing else but God. Yeah, that's the truth. And I'm so passionate that I don't want that to happen to you, family. And I know it sounds a little bit off, but I'm telling you, I go off ham and cheese, wherever you call it, because I understand that I should have been in this place a long time ago. But I was so pig-headed, naive, thought I knew it all, that I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do it on my own terms instead of God's terms. Well, guess what? God humbled me, and this is just for me. This worked for me. I'm not talking about what's going on with you, but it worked for me. Now, I couldn't move. So what made it so awesome is that I could die. Chaplin is right on the money. We don't want to die. And I had to die, almost literally, and I had to die spiritually of all the religious stuff that I learned from all these years, and I had to reapply myself and understand that Jesus is so simple as a relationship that it wasn't funny. And once I understood that Jesus was relational, that's when the healing began. 
That's when my spiritual rebirth began. That's when the Summer's Voice Reloaded began. That's when the Summer's Voice Radio Network began. All of that was birthed because Chris finally got out the way. From that point, I've been willing and able to be open to what God has for his son. I don't do anything without God giving me the cosign. Yeah, God downloads ideas that we might have. He downloads first things that's in our spirit. But I have to understand that I can't do nothing without him. No, I'm not talking cliches here. I'm talking facts. We got to get out the way so we can be a child of God. So on that note, Brother Don, what did you do to become a child of God? You have the floor. Amen. You know, as I was sitting here reflecting, listening to your testimony, you know, I accepted Christ, and it seemed like I did everything to sabotage my walk, everything I could. I couldn't get it right to save my life. And, you know, after time and time again, I think it was when I lost my mother. And emotionally, I was a wreck. Spiritually, I was a wreck. Physically, I was a wreck. And I just cried out to Jesus that day. I cried out to him. And things began to change for me. And as I continued on, there was a hunger that started to develop like I've never felt before. And this had been years since I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. But if what you were saying is absolutely right, I had to get out the way and learn to follow. I had to learn to follow. You know, because so much so many of the times I wanted to make it all about me. What I was doing, where I was, how I became. And really it's all about Jesus, man. It's all about Jesus. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And, and at that time when I was yielding and allowing him and listening to him, you know, things start to change. I truly start to transform into that image he wanted me to be and not just being Donald. And it, it, it's, it's uh, it, you know, it wasn't easy. You know, I'm not going to say it was easy, but family, if you're at the crossroads right now, you know, we've all been there. I'm sure Chaplin's been there. I've been there. Pastor Chris has been there. You know, just yield to that small, still small voice and just continue to yield to that still small voice. And then you'll become, because many people can call themselves a Christian. I mean, that's just a, a, a label that's thrown around haphazardly nowadays. But to truly be called a believer or a disciple, that takes a little more work. That takes something else. And part of that is just yielding and following. You know, because I'm here today, perfect example. Three years ago, I didn't know nothing about radio. I was I didn't have no clue what radio was. A good friend of mine called, he says, Hey, I got this Pastor Chris, he's doing a radio show, you wanna go on? 
And as I prayed, I could have said no. I could have said, I don't want to do it. That ain't my thing. I don't want to do it. But as I prayed, the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, I built you for this. And I, that day I got on, and here I am today, three years later, with Pastor Chris, First Lady Nietzsche, and TPV Ministry doing it. So for me, the day that I became a child of God is when I start yielding. When I start yielding, when I got out the way just like you did and start listening to God. It wasn't that he wasn't talking to me all along. I was just too hard-headed to listen. And then once I started yielding and listening, that's when things changed for me. Amen? Amen. Amen. Chaplain, same question. What did you do to become a child of God, man? Your thoughts. Wow, wow, man. Uh, you know, I had to receive grace, man. I, I really had to stop fighting grace. Um, God's grace is so powerful, and, and uh, I saw it in my grandmother, um, but I had to stop fighting it and, and just let grace have a perfect way. And my heart began to turn, right, because we're saved by grace not by works so once grace was pulling my heart and I just just yielded to it then I had to do something I had to confess I had to you know read the bible I had to say no to certain people who I said yes to see the saints gotta understand we have to do something too we have to do something as well. We got to make the sacrifices toward faith in Jesus' name. So I had to read the Bible. I had to stop watching so much TV, right? I had to not go to the parties anymore and do the things that I was accustomed to doing because grace has, has, has drawn me toward Christ, right? I had to get this church. I had to do something different. I had to make those sacrifices. And, and, and once... I, I just started studying the scriptures and, and all, I started having dreams and, and the spirit of God just drawing me in. I mean, just drawing me in. Um, and then the burdens began to lift off me. You know, the pain, the, the childhood, all the things that I went through uh, that kept me bound. Um, and that's what we have to understand. God is not going to do everything. In the Bible, Joshua chapter 5, right before they went to Jericho, right before they, they possessed the, the land, God told Joshua to uh, circumcise the Israelites with a sharp knife because the, the, their forefathers died out because they were rebellion. And these desert babies, <laughs> Israelites that were birthed uh, in the desert when they left Egypt, they were circumcised. And God told Joshua in Joshua 5 to circumcise these grown men. And my point is, they had to do something. They had to make the sacrifice according to what God told them to do before they can go forward into the promise, into the, into the blessed place, into the land flow of milk and honey. And we, are, we become very lazy and lackadaisical and slothful in ministry, whereas we don't want to make the sacrifices. We don't want to have the discipline. We don't want to deny 
and we just want God to do it. And we say cliche things like, I'm just praying about, you know, you got to do more than that. You got to do more than that. God wants to see your efforts toward him. And that was my turning point. You know, it, it, it was very, very spiritual because we have to get back to basics. God is a spirit. You can't serve God in, in your, the strength of your flesh. We have to serve God by the grace of his spirit. And um, once we get a hold of that, life is never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. So that's what happened to me. So, you know, I help others understand it's grace, it's spiritual, and there's some practical things you got to do as well. Amen. Amen. Well, speaking of someone giving the introduction to Brother Don and his ministry, family, let me introduce to you Minister Cyron Williams. What's good? Blessings to you, brother. Blessings to you, family. I'm listening in. Man, that's uh, that's good stuff, y'all. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the question applies to you as well, Mr. Saran. What did you do to become a child of God? Your thoughts. Well, I'm going to have to uh, combine a couple of answers here. I had to, one, like Chaplin said, I had to understand, recognize, and receive grace. But I understood I couldn't receive that without repentance. So also repentant. I also understood I needed to understand the Word of God. So I studied, and I wrote down and put into practice. But I'd have to say the greatest moment of all the things that I've ever done to make me understand and know that I am a child of God was when I had to choose between fear and faith, God's promise and people's prognosis, diagnosis. I had to believe that God was who he said he was and I could be everything he said I could with faith in him. And so at that moment, I knew that I was a child because I trusted him. In that moment, it was like for my children. My children know they can trust me. My children know that I'm going to do everything that I can to provide for them because that's all they've ever seen me do. And so just like they see that in me, in that moment of faith, I knew that I finally trusted God that I finally put my trust in Christ and that I finally put my trust and opened myself up to God's Holy Spirit. And it was like, wow, what do I do with this? None of me, some of others, all of me, the Lord said. And he helped me understand the level of trust and faith that I put in him is the level of kinship and relationship him and I have. If I only give them 10% of my faith, trust, and belief, then I only get 10% of relationship. And so at that increase, 
I grew. And here I am with my brothers, who all are sons of God. And my sisters, too. Can't forget my sisters. Yeah. (laughs) Family like no other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, this this is a very, very deep series, and if you missed it, you can always go back uh, to blacktalkradio.com and and archive it or go back to Facebook page, and you can click on the links or go to our website, click on the uh, Block Talk Radio portion of it. You can always download it at your leisure because this series has blessed me because when you un- when you understand when you have jacked up history in relationships and they continue to have the same effect in your life today sometimes for me i had to look in the mirror and see what was wrong with me why am i having the same re reoccurring issue and when i realized that I had to fix me. I can't fix anything else for other people. I can't make people like me. I can't make my wife love me. I can't make Brother Don Chaplin or Siron love me as a brother or as a pastor unless I look in the mirror at myself. Because if I'm not reciprocating the same love, I got a problem too. So I got to look at me. So I can't blame everybody. See, and that's what I learned because we're quick to do that. I got a t-shirt, hat, MP3, A-track if you got it. I got, I had the same issues blaming everybody else for my issues. Yep, I said it. And when I finally realized that I had to look at me and look at myself in the mirror, I realized that I had a lot of work to do. I still got a lot of work to do. I still got a little, little kinks in the chain. But I thank God that every day I chip at the chain chip at the, the at the imperfections so I can get closer to Jesus Christ. So number three family, Christ came into your life and he will never leave you. This one right here is a barn burner. Wow why? Excuse me? Because we always feel this thing called abandonment. Yep. Or we feel that we've been outcast. We feel that we've been booted out the system. Been there. Yeah, done that. When we realize that Christ will never leave us for real, that t shirt and the hat. When I realize, y'all, that no matter what happens in this life I live, Christ is always going to be there. When I finally opened my own ego and realized that Christ was still there, despite of all the nonsense I put him through, I had to realize that he will never leave me. Now, let me give you some scriptures to back up what I'm saying. So, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Y'all know this one. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him or her. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Now, where is Christ right now in relation to you? That's another question, but let me get deeper. Christ is speaking. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. 
John chapter 6, verse 37. Under what circumstances might Christ leave you? Now, according to this, how many times is it necessary to receive Christ? So this is a three-part question. See, we've already talked about always going to the altar and asking God for forgiveness. Then in turn, we've never looked in the mirror and made a conscious decision to make the change. So we got to continue to keep getting saved. And I, I, was telling, I was telling my apostle this earlier this week that I got saved a total of like 10 times. I, I know Brother Doc can relate to this one. I got saved 10 times, y'all. I got baptized two times because that's what I was taught to do. I was taught because I wasn't living according to what the standards of the church said I was living. I had to constantly keep asking God to, to be the Savior in my life. I had to constantly get, keep getting baptized so I can, so the old man could be washed away and the new man could become new. Now listen, you only, and see I'm still learning, but according to Word, you only are required to be baptized once. You're only required to ask for salvation once. But we've been conditioned to always go and ask for salvation because we don't quite live the saved life. Uh-oh. Uh, they, they, they on drop. Like, they on drop from Facebook now, y'all. They ain't like that one. But it's the truth. We are constantly always asking for salvation. We are constantly getting baptized when, again, going back to the first, first question we talked about, why do we have to still be repetitive over something Jesus already died for us for? Why? Because that's what we're conditioned to do. So here's another question. Where is Christ right now in relation to your relationship? Brother Don, help me out here. Where is Christ right now in your relationship to him? You have the floor. Wow. Boy, you're starting something today, I see. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, for me, say what? Um, you know, the word, I just got to go by the word that, and, and believe in all faith that, that Christ dwelleth within me. You know, and, and that's, uh, that's something that, you know, Minister Siron said, you know, that's real important, and it's, it's, a, it's a big key factor. You have to trust that. You have to believe that word. You do. You really have to believe that Christ, is, the spirit of Christ dwelleth within you. Once you receive, um, you know, once you believe and you receive him, that now he dwells within you. You know, then I go back to John 17, clearly tells us that, you know. But I think the thing that, really I guess trouble some people is they don't trust that because they look at the exterior over what's inside. They look at the the mannerisms and the behavior and believing that, you know, Christ can't dwell within me. Not not this one. You know, the Bible tells us that that, you know, we're sinful creatures. You know, by nature we're sinful. But when you receive Christ, and he dwells within you. He'll continue to guide because there, 
Everybody on this line, everybody on this call can attest to the times that you may be in a position or something where you just knew it was not right. But the Holy Spirit, you may have not known it, but the Holy Spirit had turned you from that or stopped you from doing that one way or another, you know? And there, like you said, there goes back to, to relational. You've got to understand who he is, who you are, and who he is in you in order for this to be true, you know, because so many times, you know, we've, we've, we've gone about this life and not even realizing that, you know, it took me a while to even realize that. And, um, and like you said earlier, I did want to touch on that. I was baptized twice, but the reason I was baptized twice was because I grew up in a fundamentally Baptist church. And part of the doctrine there was when you became old enough to stand up and say you wanted to be baptized, you you were baptized. I was baptized at nine years old. I didn't even know what baptism was. I just knew my mom kept pressuring me because all her friends' kids were getting baptized, and I wasn't baptized yet. So that pressure on me, I went up, and I said I wanted to be baptized, not knowing what it was. It was just a thing at church. So later on in life, once I understood what baptism was and I, and I understood the significance of baptism, I was rebaptized. I really was, and, and and it was a beautiful moment for me to be rebaptized, knowing what it um, stood for, knowing the significance of it, and you know I just thank God for that. But um, my relationship with Christ, Pastor Chris, is I believe He lives in me, and I believe that He will always dwell with me as long. As I acknowledge him, as long as I receive him, as long as I believe in him, that he will dwell within me. Amen? Amen. Same question, chaplain. Can you repeat it, brother? Uh, no problem. Where is Where is Christ right now in your relationship to him? Hmm. Man, he's still trying to gain more access, brother. Um, he wants all of us to mean. We, we're bearing fruit, but there's more fruit to bear. Um, I measure if I'm really yielding to the Spirit of God. If the kingdom is not advancing through me, then I'm not. That's that's my bar. People are not being touched. Kingdom not advancing kingdom of God is not advancing through me, then I question my relationship with him, then there's something's off with me, you know, and the fruit, that's another area for me that I look at in my life, because that's God, that's the characteristics of God, love, peace, joy, temperance, goodness, you know, these are, these are not human attributes, we don't, we don't produce that in our own nature, that comes from Christ. And um, I'm constantly learning. You know, I don't, I don't ever think I have arrived. I don't care how much ministry I'm doing. It's so much more to learn. And the most important thing is the intimacy with him, right? And, yes. and yes. the way I know that's strong is the fruit, my brother, the fruit. Because a lot of people look at their gifts, but the gifts can be contaminated. They could be unclean. They could be used for self-gratification. 
or um, um, fleece and flock. So I look at the fruit. God says we abide in him, his word abide in us. He is the vine, we are the branches. So our relationship is based on fruit. And if my attitude is bad and things are, you know, I'm, I'm, then I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not in, I'm not in a good place with him. But that's the measuring bar for me, the fruit. And then after that, as the kingdom advancing through me, people lives being touched. Am I, am I doing and, and where I need to be for God to be glorified? And that's a constant thing for me. It's constant. I'm always searching and looking, you know, um, okay, that's got to be tweaked. Okay, you don't need to go over there. Okay, you pulled too much over here. You know, you got to reevaluate what you're doing because that relationship with him is, that's everything. That's where your peace is. You don't have to smoke no weed. You ain't drink no liquor. That's where your peace is. So if you find yourself doing that, then I I know there's something wrong because he is the Prince of Peace. Right. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so that's how I know I'm in I'm in a good place with him when that fruit is abiding. So that means my prayer life is strong. I'm studying. You know, I'm with the right fellowship. You know, I'm in the right lane that I'm supposed to be so God can get the glory. You know, there's balance, there's flow. Um, but that's something that I, I got to constantly check, man. You know, because you can't rely yeah, on people yeah. to do that. You can't rely on people sure. to do that. And your pastor, your pastor is just a man like you. We love him. We respect him. God has anointed him to lead. He anointed her to lead and bless. But we got to stop relying on the gift and do some some evaluations ourselves. That's mm. a mature person who wants to grow and wants to keep God first. Like Paul said, examine yourself before you take the Lord's body. Amen and communion. Examine yourself. And uh, it's something that has really blessed my life. Amen. Amen. Mr. Siron, same question. Where is Christ right now in your relationship, man? Your thoughts? Man, Christ is at the front and anchor of my relationship because uh, without him, I'd be under right now. I was talking to our brother Don, you know, um, a lot of times I come together with my brothers in Christ and, you know, I don't have a, a real big issue with um, letting my faults and the things that I'm dealing with be known to them because we're family. And it's no different with Christ. He is a real integral part of my existence. And so I have a relationship with him, but I know I can talk to him all day. But like Chaplin say, Don say, and you say as well, without opening that Bible, getting into them scriptures and allowing the Lord to speak back, allowing the Son to speak back and the Holy Spirit to speak into my life, then he couldn't be anywhere in my life. Because just listening to people talk about him or share about him is not the same as a personal experience and reliance upon them. And Christ, as someone who walked this earth like me, yet did it in a way I never can, in perfection, has me look to him for guidance, has me look to him for an example. And I find myself through evaluation, maybe I'm harder on myself than I should be, 
when I look at my life and my shortcomings when comparing them to Christ. But that just means I want to do better. I want to be better. And I want Christ to be the better that I want to be. I went through the motions like Brother Don, church. My granddad was a pastor, so I was brought up in the church. I didn't come late. It was part of my life, my entire life. And I got baptized, and I needed to be rebaptized the moment I really knew what it was, the moment I really was ready to be a part of the family of God. And I've never had more brothers. There's a saying that blood is thicker than water. Well, you kind of need both to survive. Too much blood, you'll die. Too much water, you'll die. But Christ not only gave his blood, but he's also the water in that well that never runs dry. So in him, I'm perfectly complete in blood and water. And that makes my relationship with him grand, indeed. Amen. Amen. Well, family, uh, we just had uh, someone just fly in all the way from California uh, his hat's on fleek and it's on drip right now. See, my daughter's going to get me with that because I wasn't supposed to use the same words in the same sentence. But see, he's a youth pastor, so he knows where I'm coming from. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Cali, we got Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright. What's up? What's up, family? What's up? How y'all doing? Praise the Lord. Just an uh, honor and a a blessing just to see another day that God has made, and I'm telling you, we're over here rejoicing, loving what I'm hearing so far. Thank you, Pastor Chris, for having me on. No problem, man. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about uh, our relationships lately. We've been giving some uh, keys. We've been talking about number one, Christ forgave our sins. We went into number two, that Christ made you a child of God, because a lot of us forget yeah. that. And then we were just uh, talking about Christ came into our life and he will never leave us because a lot of us got trust issues and we don't really understand that this God we serve says what he means. He's not going to leave. He was still there when we were wilding out in the street. He was still there when we were still getting lit at the corner. He was still there when we was busting down 40s uh, like it was nothing. See, he was always there. But see, we had to make a conscious decision to make that what? Change. See, we don't have this thing called free will for nothing. We are allowed to have a free will. But if we are down with Jesus, we have a decision to make. Either we continue to keep doing the nonsense or change our life. Just saying. So we're going into number four because we're almost out of time. Wow. So... Let me run into number four real quick, and then we'll let you start it off, Pastor Nehemiah. So let's go into number four. Number four, Christ gave you a new what? Life. Well, how can he give me a new life? I'm still in the hood. I still got this crappy job. I still drive this hoopty. Well, I've been there, done that, but I'm going to give you some solutions. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creature. And the old has, the old is gone, and the new has come, which is the new uh, international version. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. 
Also, when you trust Christ to be your Savior and Lord, you begin a new spiritual life. Okay? Let's make that clear. Now, God will increasingly produce many new qualities in you as you grow in him if you let him. Uh-oh. I got in trouble with that one. We lost like three pieces. Yeah, let me read that back. God will continue. God will increase or increasingly produce many new qualities in you as you grow in him. Uh-oh. So, let me just put number five in here real quick because we're almost done. So, number four, number five. Christ gave you a new life. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is a reference scripture. Number five. Christ gave you eternal life. Uh-oh. Let me, let, me get, let me break this down a little bit. Now, and this is the testimony. God has given us what? Eternal life. And his life is in his son. Oh, I thought it was in the bishop. Well, I thought it was in the pastor. I thought it was in Minister Siron. Wait, wait. I thought it was in Brother Donna Chaplin. Wait a minute. No, sorry. He who has a son has life, right? He who does not have a son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. First John chapter 5, verse 11 through 13. So it is wonderful to have benefits of knowing who Christ is in your life. None of them can be earned. You receive them the moment you placed your faith. Wait a minute. I thought I received them when pastor laid his hands on me. Nope. Sorry. It says the moment you placed your faith in Christ. So here we go. We're going to break this down real quick. We got uh, my apostles on the line. He just popped in. But I'm going to ask everyone the same question, and we're going to close this thing outright. So we talked about, number one, Christ forgave your sins. Number two, Christ made you a child of God. Number three, Christ came into your life, and he will never leave you. Number four, Christ gave you new life. Coming out of 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And number five, Christ gave you eternal life. So, here's the question. If I receive all these benefits the moment I place my faith on Christ, why am I still tripping? Uh-oh. Pastor Nehemiah, I'm going to give you the baton, and then we're going to go to my apostle next, and then we're going to go down the, nine, down the line, Brother Don, Chaplin, and then we're going to close. So, Pastor Nehemiah, you have the floor. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. What an excellent topic, uh, an excellent question. Uh, why am I still tripping? You know, I would I would just like us to, to take a, a moment and think about that, like that tripping, why we use that word. You know, tripping means that, you know, you are walking. I mean, when we say tripping, we actually are meaning like stumbling, you know. And why would somebody trip? 
some people trip because maybe when they uh, put their shoes on, they didn't tighten up their laces properly. And so there was something that wasn't done right. In the process of getting right and starting their journey, they didn't do something proper. They didn't do it completely. They probably thought they were tying that knot, but they actually didn't secure it. And so now there's room for that to become loose, that knot to become loose, and you trip over it. Some people trip because they're moving too fast. Some people are moving way too fast. They're not watching their way, and they trip. Are they still walking the walk? Yes, you, you started the journey. You started the path. But you may start to trip because maybe you're doing things too fast. Maybe you want to be in a position too fast. You, you're too eager to, be want to, to, to maybe want to hold some type of position in the church or in this walk that we have. And you're still walking in error because you don't know that you've already been granted the highest position, that you've been called a son, a daughter of God. You are a child of God. That's the highest position you can hold. But because the understanding is not all the way whole, not made whole, you haven't studied to show yourself approved. You haven't been a workman to rightly divide the word of God. That you start to trip on these little things that you miss, like tying your shoes, like taking your time when you run, like looking ahead of you and looking at the path and seeing that steps that may cause you to sink or trip. Other people let people put their foot out. And when you're running, somebody put their foot out and tripped you up. A lot of people like to say that's the devil. Somebody put an obstacle in your way. And you didn't know how to speak to that obstacle to let it be removed. To speak to that person, to tell them with authority, move your foot. And by the power of God, they would have to bring their foot back in so you don't trip. So there's so many reasons why we trip in life. We don't know that we've been given this new life and this power. God says he gave them the power to become the sons of God. He's giving you a new nature. When he says he's giving you a new life, God is giving you a new nature about yourself that you can walk in. Not a defeated nature that man has, but the nature of Jesus Christ, God himself. We already had one example. God came and tried to give us Adam and give the word to us to pass it down. But man has interpreted that word wrong over so many years. So God himself came in the form of Jesus Christ to show us that he is the way. And if you follow that way of the straight and narrow, you won't trip. You will be able to see the obstacles. The, narrow, the, the path is so narrow that you have to see the obstacles in your way. It's not a wide, broad street that something can come and blindside you. But God gives you sight. He gives you vision so you can see these things. He gives you discernment. And so if you're tripping, I would have to say you need to still go drink that milk before you're trying to get this meat so you can go up strong and go proper in the proper process. You have to – sometimes you can't walk until your legs are strong enough. My son, his birthday is 4 and 5, so Pastor Chris, the, the fact that you even went to 4 and 5, I said, God, this is for me. <laughs> so I see my son crawl, standing up, falling, standing up, falling, standing up, falling. And so that's the process of growth. And you guys, we never stop growing. But the beautiful part of it is that you never give up. So even if you're tripping, the thing is to do is to endure. God knows we're in need of a Savior. That's why he came in the form of Jesus Christ. So he can pick up the slack. Because where you're tripping, if it's a place that you're tripping, God says that my strength, my strength, his strength is made perfect 
in our weakness, in my weakness. So when I'm weak and I see myself tripping, my thing is to call out to Jesus. And his word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you're still tripping and you find yourself down, maybe you're not calling on his name. Maybe he doesn't know you. When you're calling on him, who are you calling on? Are you calling on Jesus Christ? Do you believe in his saving power? Do you believe in his ability? Because you have to remember that God can see your intention. He can see that your faith is real. And the Bible says, your faith shall make you whole. God bless you. Amen. Well, family, the apostle is in the building. Apostle, we want to get your thoughts on this one. Why are we still tripping if our faith is in Christ? You have the floor, sir. Amen. Well, uh, um, greetings, everyone. Well, when you say uh, why are we still tripping, tripping would have to be a um, something that deals with something that you're not understanding, a uh, level of, uh, uh, you know, misinterpretation. Because, it, But to be in Christ does not mean that everything is going to go well. But it doesn't mean that everything will work for your benefit, all right? So it may not go well, but it works for your benefit. And uh, and that's what we have to look forward to. And I think sometimes when we say people are tripping, it's because, they're, they're, one, they're probably immature. Immature people, uh, you know, they want everything to happen the way they want it to happen. They want it to happen right now. And... Uh, Life doesn't just happen the way you want it to happen. It, it happens in steps. It happens in progression. And and so when when we when we look at this, you know, people tripping, people have to learn to get mature. And as we mature in Christ, we we come to understand something that uh, trouble is not something that comes my way just because I'm saying trouble is something that happens to everybody. And so God's not going to fix it the way you want it to be fixed today. Uh, and, and that's just a part of life. So I think when we say people are tripping, we get anxious. Uh, we get over inundated. We want certain things to happen the way we want it to happen. And, uh, of course, that's a, that's a big problem. It's a big problem that we want to happen right now, uh, right away, and and this is not life. It's not real. So we gotta, we have to learn to get with somebody that's mature, that can help us through those, those little times of hiccups, and we'll get better. So that's it. Immaturity. That's my thing. Back to your songs. Thank you, sir. Mr. Siron, same question, man. Why are we still tripping if our faith is in Christ? You have the floor. There's a saying that has helped a lot of people remain tripping. Less of me, Lord, more of you. Well, see, therein lies the problem. You still want some of you there. Not none of me, Lord, all of you. Still less of me, more of you. So there's something you can still say there. And a lot of folks, they want to be the new creature in God, yet remain the same old person. Well, you can't. One, it stops people from really wanting to pay attention to what you're saying because they still see 
a lot of the old traits that you displayed before. Of course, there are things that are inherently us. You can't get rid of them. But those things can be refined and fine-tuned so it lines up with your profession and your walk of faith. But certain things have got to change. Having the ability to defend yourself changes from wanting to beat people up and fight them to being able to verbally hold a conversation and come to a consensus. It's possible. If not, you can agree that hey, you have a hard time speaking to one another. You just can't match eye to eye and you go away peaceably. Kind of like the foot in the shoe, the hand in the glove. The hand will believe a glove is the best covering while the foot would say it's a shoe. Well, they won't agree. But that don't mean they got to fight either. That means you be what you are meant to be. I'll be what I'm meant to be. But all of us are meant to be glorifiers of our Heavenly Father. Broken, shaded examples of Christ Jesus and houses of the Holy Spirit. And each of us have something to give one another. Whether the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it, we can all learn from one another as each of us seek to learn from Jesus Christ. And until that happens, until the leaders realize they need a leader and the followers realize people are following them, things change. And that's where it's at. Amen. Brother Don, same question. Why are we still tripping if our faith is in Christ? Amen, amen. You know, that's that's one of the the hardest concepts to grasp, you know, because you can be in the perfect will of God and still have, seem like all the gates of hell broke loose in your life. When Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat and go to the other side, they were in his word. But when they got there, they seen the storm and they got afraid. And this led me back to a few years ago when the Lord ministered to my heart that he's just as much concerned about my character as he is my salvation. Because if I gave you a bowl of oranges and you start to squeeze it and apple juice came out, something is wrong. Something is wrong. So we go through these things. We have to understand that just it says in, in, in the book of James, rejoice in these times because it's shaping your character. It's pulling out the things that is pulling out the faith necessary to minister. Just like everybody on this line today, we had to be the first partakers of the scroll that we're talking about, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. We had to go through some things sometimes, but it was necessary to advance the kingdom of heaven here on earth. So the reason we trip is because we've got to get that revelation that... God is concerned about your character. He's just as concerned about your character as he is blessing you because he wants whoever's representing the kingdom. When it comes time, see, we haven't even hit persecution yet, what the word says. We haven't even hit those times where we're going to be persecuted for for claiming Jesus as our Lord and Savior. How are you going to ask? You're going to question the public or you're going to question Jesus, you know, in that persecution. So, that's why people still tip is because, you know, we always want to be in the perfect will of God. But even in the perfect will of God, you're going to endure some things. And you've got to get that revelation down in your heart 
Because that's where your faith is going to hinge on in those times. To know that God's word is just yes and amen. Nothing else, nothing less. And that keeps you going. Amen? Amen. All right, Chaplain. You have the last lap. Why are we still tripping if our faith is in Christ? Take it home. You have the Yes, sir. Oh, my God. I mean, um, Lord have mercy. Well, you know, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, and faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So there's going to be challenges that's going to come. You know, all of us had them. Some of us going through things right now, you know, but it's faith. And we let Goliath or Delilah distract us, then we will trip. We will trip. Um, and we have to guard ourselves from that. Sometimes um, it might be um, people that we're associating with or we're fellowshipping with or family members that are speaking against faith, right? And we got to guard ourselves with that because God is not going to change his word for anybody. So we have to walk through the valley. We have to walk through those storms by faith and we got to feed faith we got to feed faith the word of God worshiping God praying talking to one another like this having these kind of dialogues we have to confess some things to pray about you know we have to do our part and it will prevent us from tripping but I've tripped because I allowed distractions to come right and when I got back in line, I was like, okay, I'm good now. So I believe faith will be challenging. There's going to be seasons in your life. It's going to be challenging. However, we have to exercise faith. We got to feed faith by the word. Amen. 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 Well, family, we are just about out of time. So pretty much what I'm just going to give a final close. We're going to get closing remarks from the family, but we deal with this thing called doubt. And this is a big thing with our relationship with God. Even though, yeah, even though our feelings are important, your relationship with Christ is based on the facts, not on feelings that can change Daily. Yep. That's what happens. Uh Uh-huh. So doubts, questions, and various emotions are common of everyone's life. But they are very relatable gauges for anyone's relationship with Christ. Now, the believer's life is by what? Faith. And in the trustworthiness of God and his word You don't like a believer tomorrow And you place your faith in the, faithful, in the faithfulness of God himself And the trustworthiness of his word You will learn more You will be able to answer any doubts with solid facts Your feelings will begin to respond in the truth of God's word and not your circumstances. 
since you have trusted Christ's payment for your sins, understand the basics of your relationship with God and be confident in your relationship with God because he will never leave us. We're the ones who leave him. That's my final thought. So let me go around the table. Brother Don, you go first, and we'll go down the line. So, Brother Don, final thought. You have the floor. Don, are you there? Amen, amen. Yeah, I got it. Amen. You know, this is a good topic, family. Uh, this was excellent. I encourage you to go back and listen to that because a lot of times we don't understand relationship because we don't understand love. And the thing about understanding love is God is love. And as you understand him and your relationship deepens, deepens with him, every other relationship you have outside of him will get deeper. So I encourage you. I thank you uh, for letting me come before you this week. This was an awesome, awesome series. And I'm going to even go back myself and listen to it because I think it's some beneficial meat out there that we can grab and that we can hold on to. Amen. Amen. Chaplain, final thought. Wow, man. So, uh, this is a for the rest of our lives, well, we're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to have challenges, but we need to have these kind of dialogues. We need to be able to uh, encourage one another. Um, this is not for little babies. This is for people of faith. And, um, you know, it's not going to get even better in the world, but it will get a lot brighter in the church if we stay connected to Jesus Christ. And that's really uh, working out our own soul salvation you know, uh, making sure that we're connected to the people of God and serving and, and being a light to them that are in darkness and not trying to agree with those in darkness. Amen. Amen. Mr. Cyron, final thought. Okay, right there. I got it. I got it. I got it. Woo. I got it. I got it. Yes, yes. You know, listening in to the series as I have today, the conversations that's been held, all of us agree that grace, scripture, personal relationship, new attitudes, and seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness means that all the other things in life that we need will be added unto us. And as we grow together, as we mature together, as we tie ourselves to the gospel in one another, we can't be anything but that which we were created and called to be, a light in a darkened world, as we give a witness and testimony of who the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is, and ministry, your ministry, and those who are in ministry Outside of PPV Each and every last one of us Are At the right place At the right time Given the only thing that will ever be right And that's God The gospel and it's truth And I pray that Christ Would watch over each of you In this upcoming week And I thank God for each of you 
Amen. Apostle, final thought. Well, I tell you, every day with the Lord is sweeter than the day before. And sometime every day is a new adventure. And uh, we have to learn just to, as the psalmist said earlier, trust God, believe God that he's not going to let us falter and uh, press toward that mark of the prize. And as we continue to do that, uh, we'll see each other at the finish line. And so we thank and praise God for, for a dialogue like this that we can talk and share and be encouraged and lifted up and, um, you know, and peace to everybody that has come on and that has listened. God bless you, and God continue to help you through your endeavors. Back to you, Psalmist. Amen. All right. Pastor Nehemiah, final thought. We got to go. Hey, man, so I just want to keep it quick. Uh, just remember, uh, brothers and sisters of the Most High God, uh, that God says that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. And just like the natural, when we don't eat, we get moody, we start to act some type of way, we get caught up in our feelings, and most of the time you got to have your little Snickers so it can satisfy you. But uh, don't just eat that Snickers alone. Make sure you eat the word of God. You know, God calls it bread for a reason. Substance, it can help you out. So God bless you, and I hope you all have a blessed week. Amen. So, family, we are out of time, but we got a hot series next week. It's entitled Arrested Development. Uh-oh. See, you had to stop the tape on that one. It's Arrested Development. You don't want to miss this new series for March. It's still in our series of relationship, process, and purpose for 2021. So, family, look for the voting themes for the Stellar Awards this year. And also, we were nominated again for the 2021 Spin Award. So, don't get mad at me if you're getting a lot of tags for both. It's just because God just opened the door this year, and the Stella Awards and the Spin Awards are going on at the same time. So you're going to get a lot of stuff from us. I ask you to forgive me already now because it's going to come. So, family, we thank you for listening, and you are more than you think and greater than you heard when you see the Summer's voice, when you see the family. At the mall, at the shopping center, doing their thing, at their ministry. For Jesus Christ, our King, walk with us, family. Let's go. So we're going to close out Black History Month with my boy, Cold Front with Millenin. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the song. Look back. Relax. God's got you. I love you, family. See you next week.
sisters be holding it down for my brothers down. We got black business on us. Let's network and get stronger. I buy from you, you buy from him. We black Wall Street each other. I love my people, that's right. We so creative, we tight. The way we dance be so nice. We just make everything hype. Things we do, people follow. We learn so quick, fast, pronto. We look so good, we models. Our friends be even smarter. George Washington Carver. We end fake, flip, make dollars. Even the cameraman, black man, that just made this harder. My people cook so good. They learned it from the hood. Had to make another hit. Cause I'm black. That's my melanin. That's my melanin. That's my melanin. I really love my melanin. My melanin. My melanin. My melanin. I really love my melanin. I'm black. Central Texas. 